All right, you guys ready? I know, it's so awesome. Seems like yesterday I graduated from high school. And it wasn't, it was a long time ago. I'm not even going to tell you how long, but it was a long time ago. There's a lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get on with the word, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm starting a new series today. I'm probably going to go into this for a couple weeks um, because it's really been just so strong in my spirit to challenge us in the times of storms that we're living in. I'm even noticing that uh, faith people are being a little rattled in this season because there's just so much going on, isn't there? From COVID, I mean, we don't even have to list them, but from COVID to um, uh, the economy, to politics, to all these range of things of emotions that people are facing. And so I really felt led by the Holy Spirit to let's bring us back to the Word of God. Amen? Because as Christ followers, our foundation is the Word of God. And I'm praying over the next few weeks that you're going to get a real revelation of uh, the Word in our life as Christ followers. And when you get that revelation, we live in a different vein. Because we don't live in this world systems. Now we do, but we as Christ followers live in a kingdom system, don't we? We live in a spiritual system. And so I want you to get this revelation so that we're not being wrapped up in fear and anxiety and overwhelmed by what's going on in the world. Because listen, it is so easy to be overwhelmed by what's going on. Amen. So I want to show you biblically where God has called us as Christ followers to be, how to think and how we're supposed to feel. And I believe this is gonna set you free today. So my message is called Peace in the Storm. And I wanna teach you this morning about the peace of God in our life and how do we attain that peace. And so um, this morning as we're studying, I want you to write this down and we're gonna take some scripture verses and we're gonna break some verses down um, to give you a real revelation as we study this morning. So if you have your notebook in your Bible, you can write in it. Or if you have your phone, you can definitely take notes in there. But this is what we have to understand this morning is that Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Now, Jesus, his name means peace. His name means shalom. So who Jesus is in our life is peace. That means, listen, peace is not an emotion. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person, and his name is Jesus. So no matter what I feel, no matter what circumstances are in our life this morning, and we never know what we're going to wake up to tomorrow. I don't know if things are going to settle down, if they're going to st still keep kind of uprising for a while. But when you know Jesus is your peace and he comes alongside of you, nothing in the world can destroy you. Nothing in the world could steal your peace. Nothing in the world can make you feel anxious and overwhelmed if you don't allow it to. But when you have a revelation that my peace is not a feeling, my peace is a person and Jesus walks with me everywhere I go. The Bible says that he never leaves me and he never forsakes me. So I'm going into the grocery store and I've got shalom walking with me, amen. I'm going to the gas station, I've got shalom walking with me. The whole world can be wringing their hands, but I've got peace in the middle of my storm. The Bible says that peace passes all the understanding. So in this crazy world that we're living in, people may look at you and go, how are you still happy? How are you still okay? How are you still prospering? How did you start that business in the middle of economy crashing? How did you buy that house when not a lot of people are being able to buy houses? Why? I've got shalom with me. I've got my peacemaker in my life. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm protected from the north, south, east, and west. Why? Because Jesus is on my side. 
Amen. It isn't just the, the cross of crucifixion and the forgiveness of my sins. That's the best part of it. Amen. That's like the dessert of the story. Thank you, sweetheart. That's the dessert of the story, but the rest of it is all the benefits of the kingdom of the cross. The cross wasn't just eternity. That's a, a big part, but it's every little acting part, and that is his peace in my life. Amen? So Jesus is with me. Our peace is, is a person. Jesus is our mighty God. Listen, and because he is mighty, he's in control of everything. But we have to understand that no matter what the economy looks like, no matter if you like the president, if you don't like the president, if we're happy with our governor, if we're not happy with our governor, none of that matters. Why? Because God is ultimately in control. God sits on the throne, and God knows how to make a way out of this craziness that we don't know how to do in the natural. We're not going to put our trust in man. We're going to put our trust in the Word of God. The Word of God is our final authority in everything. I'm telling you, the enemy right now wants us to be distracted about all the noise in the world so that we're missing the moment to walk in faith and walk in trusting Jesus as our Savior. Listen, we don't have to walk in fear like the world does. We've got to bring Jesus back to the center. I said this in first service, but I'm telling you, some of us need to fast social media. We need to fast the news. Nothing's going to change. We have COVID. We have an economic problem. You already know the president and where all that is, right? Wherever end of the end you are, it doesn't matter. What I need to know is what does Jesus say? What does the word say? I'm going to get my face in the word of God so that I can be refueled, so that I can get my joy back, so that I can get my peace back. Why? Because God wants to bless you in this season. God wants to favor you in this season. God wants to promote you in this season. Amen. Why? Because you're his kids. How many want good things for your kids? We all do. You want good things for your kids. And you're going to speak life into them no matter what. Why? Because you want them to excel. God wants the same things for his kids. Let's get out of social media. Let's get out of all these distractions and say, Jesus, I'm going to fast being only focused on you. I'm going to fast things that make me happy. I'm going to fast on comedy movies that's going to make me laugh. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to get around good and positive people, and I'm going to get my peace back. Amen? Because peace is powerful in our life. And when you know that God is in control, when you know that God has the problems in the palm of his hands, do you know that uh, there's stories of Jesse Duplantis went to heaven? We don't know what all is really going to happen when we get to heaven. But one thing he said that in the throne room, which we know is biblical, angels were singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's all they do. They worship him. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And he said he saw God's finger, pinky, just go like just a twitch. And angels begin to fly across the throne room. Why? Because that's the power of God. We've got to understand the power of the God that we serve. He is not a dead God. He is a living God that sits on the throne, and he knows how to maneuver this world and get us where we need to be. And when you know the problems are in God's hands, that's where the peace comes from. When you truly know God is in control, the result is peace. I know when I was a little kid and I was fearful or whatever, all I had to do was look for my dad. Where's my dad? I still do that. <laughs> Where's my dad, right? Why? Because there's comfort in the Father. There's comfort knowing that somebody bigger and stronger is there that's going to take care of everything. If we are lacking peace and if we are walking anxious and we are wringing our hands and whatever we're going through, you have gotten away from Jesus. And we've got to get back to the Word. We've got to get back to our, our worship with Jesus. And we've got to get back to Shalom who is peace. Amen. He's our peacemaker. Don't let 
all the things of the world distract us. So let's talk this morning. I'm going to give you some points how to get our peace. Our peace is in Jesus. We know that. Why? Because I'm in Jesus. My peace is in Jesus because I'm in Jesus. Number one, your peace comes through the cross. Everybody say the cross. Our peace comes because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. I want us to open up to Romans, and we're going to look at chapter 5. And what we're going to do in these first two verses is I'm going to break down some of these words so that you can have a revelation of really where our peace comes from and how it was settled on the cross. So in chapter 5, verse 1, it says this. Now, this is a letter written to the Roman church. And the Roman church was a church that was not founded by Paul, the Apostle Paul. I thought it was, but it isn't. They don't really know who founded this church. But Paul heard of things that were going on in the church of Rome, and he decided, being a true apostle, to write a letter to this church to bring some order. And so this is where this letter comes from. He was wanting to be in Rome, but he wasn't able to be there yet. But he writes this letter. So in um, chapter 5, he actually, um, in this part of the letter, it says this, Faith triumphs in trouble. That's what this chapter is about. He's writing to the church saying, listen, your faith will triumph in whatever trouble you're facing. Do you see how relevant the word of God is all these years later? That your faith in God, your faith in the word of God will always triumph anything that you're going through. And it doesn't mean that that situation changes in that moment, but it means your faith and trust in God gets you through until that thing manifests in our life. That's why a Christian can have joy. That's why a Christian can have peace. That's why I can live peacefully among men. Why? Because I know Jesus, I'm keeping my eyes focused on him, is the one who gets me through at the end of the day. So he's saying this in verse 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, He's going back to them and saying, remember, you've been justified through the cross. What does that word justified there mean? It means to be declared righteous, and it means to acquit. So that means that anything that you've gone through, the judge already said not guilty. You've already been acquitted. Whatever fear comes your way, not guilty. You can't tell me I have fear. If I have anxiety, not guilty. Why? Because I've been acquitted from that. You can't put something on me that doesn't have to go through the cross first. Jesus was the substitute on the cross. He became all things. Everything that we struggle with was put on Jesus. He took it all on. He said, because I was in your place, you do not have to struggle with these things. Now, I may live in this world that struggles with it, but I'm not of this world. I'm of the kingdom. I'm a, I'm a king's kid. So when something comes against me, it has to go through the cross of Jesus Christ. When something comes against me, it has to go through the blood of the lamb. And guess what? There's no name above the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every name shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Jesus is the name above every name. We've got to consider our benefits as believers that there is power in that name of Jesus. And it's not just the symbol on the cross, but it's power here on earth today. I woke up uh, the other day, yesterday I think it was, or the day before, I can't remember, and I had shortness of breath, and I couldn't get, and I, I've struggled with asthma in the past, so I had a shortness of breath, and I couldn't get real deep, you know, so I'm like, you know how that fear just hits you really quick, and then I woke up in the middle of the night, and I kind of felt this pain coming from my throat going up into my nose, just like, a, you know, that burning sensation? Literally, I woke up out of my sleep, and I felt this, and my first human thought was this, oh, I'm about to get sick, here it comes. And I literally laid there for a minute feeling it go up. I'm like, 
And all of a sudden I go, what am I doing? I said, no, in the name of Jesus, I am the healed of the Lord, and I curse this sickness. You will not rest on me. And in that moment, every pain lifted from my nose. Every pain lifted. And by the end of the day, my lungs were finally taking a deep breath. Why? Because you have to know where your peace comes from. I could wring my hands and get, you know, get fearful, or I can say, no, Jesus is my shalom, and he's coming alongside me. Why? Because he paid the price on the cross. Signed, sealed, delivered. Amen? I'm yours. <laughs> so what? Verse 1, therefore, having been justified by faith. That means that you walking in this peace takes faith. It takes faith that I'm going to trust God at his word, not what I see. And what does it go on to say? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you're putting your trust in him, I have peace, the shalom of God, through my Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that shalom means this, and, and one part of this is so incredible when I studied it last week. It means this, a state of national tranquility. Now, just think about that a minute. We're facing a national crisis. And that word translates a, a state of national tranquility. That means when the nations are shaking, when the nations are overwhelmed, I have shalom that gives me tranquility in the middle of the storm. I can have peace no matter what, amen? That word means harmony. You can have harmony, getting along with one another, which is what we're going to talk about here in just a minute, that the enemy would love more than ever to divide the church of Jesus Christ. Divide one another in the body about what I believe and what I don't believe. And we all have these feelings. And I'm going to say it every week until we get set free from it. But listen, everybody has feelings from zero to ten right now. And then some have one, two, three. Everybody has a different feeling in the world right now. And we need to be understanding and compassionate and quit trying to fight with one another for our viewpoint. Because if I feel like I have to prove to you how I feel, now I'm allowing the lack of peace in my life, and I'm not allowing Jesus to be the center. Now I'm getting anxious about why don't people see what I see and feel what I feel when we're not called. The only thing I'm called to feel is the Word of God. And this is our common ground as the church. This is our common ground. If we fought for Jesus as hard as we fought for what we believe right now what's going on, we'd win this world to Jesus overnight. Now, I'm just pastoring right now. I'm pastoring, right? We have to be careful that we're not being divided in this season of the church. Why? Because church is not normal. Everybody's a little um, disenfranchised right now. Everybody's kind of not sure what's going on. I heard a preacher say last week, don't switch trains in the tunnel. Why? Because it's dark. You don't know what's going on in that tunnel. And two, you don't know where that next train's going. It may look more pleasant, but you don't know where it's going to end up. So right now, we have to be very mindful. Let's put Jesus back at the focus. Amen? Let him be the center of everything. That's when our peace will align in our life. Amen? Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, which means salvation. Jesus means salvation, and Christ means the anointing. So when I'm aligning to peace, I'm salvation and I'm anointed. That means I can walk with the presence of God in the middle of the storm. I asked the Lord years ago, I was probably just these young kids' age that came up here, and I asked the Lord, what is peace? And I don't know why I did, but I do that with God. And God said, peace is silence and a multitude of noise. 
And sometimes we just want things to quiet down. Then there's going to be peace. And God's like, no, I don't function that way. I'll give you peace when there's chaos all around. Why? Because I'm God. And you need to know I'm the one that can bring the peace. Listen, we can't put our trust in man. Do you know the center verse of the Bible is do not put your trust in man, but put it in God? The center verse of the Bible, the center of everything is we put our trust in God and not in man. Why? Because man will fail us all the time. Systems will fail us all the time. Economy will fail us all the time. Stock markets will fail all the time. But Jesus will never fail us, amen? He'll never let us down. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's go on. It goes on to say, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So let's work at, look at this word access. Now I've been justified. That means everything has to go through the cross. And now I have a full access pass to the kingdom of God. Has anybody ever had a full access pass to an event or a concert? That gets you places that other people aren't allowed to go. You're identified by your access badge that you're wearing around your neck. That means you get to go meet people you, other people don't get to meet. You get to eat food other people don't get to eat. Kind of get to rub elbows with people, right? And that's the access God gave you as a believer. You have full access to the kingdom of grace. You have full access to God, to whatever you need. You've got full access. You've got the word of God. Wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do, whatever you want from, from life over your children, over your family. Why? Because Jesus gave me all access. But what happens? We have all access sitting in our living room. And we don't get that truth in our hearts. We don't get that truth in our life. And so we go out into the world and we're, and we're just being pulled around left and right by our emotions and what's going on. And God says, no, anchor yourself in my word. Because when you know my word, you'll not be moved by anything. I'll bless you in this season. I'll favor you in this season. There's been people in this church that launched businesses in this season. People buying houses in this season in this church. People being promoted in this season. Why? Because they have a full access pass to the kingdom of grace. Isn't that good? That, that access means right. God's given you the ability. He's given you permission to approach him. It's like Esther, when she went before the king, she didn't know if she was going to be killed, but God's favor was upon her. And she walked into the room, and the king held out his scepter. He said, whatever you want, ask me. I'd be like, well, here's my scroll. <laughs> no, she went in there with a the purpose. God's holding out his scepter. He's like, what do you want from me? You're my kid. I love you. I want to favor you. I want to bless you. I want to take that fear off of you. I want to give you peace. I know what's going on. Just like when Jesus was going to the, on the boat to the other side, he was sleeping in the helm. The word of God is not worried. The word of God knows exactly where he's going and what he is doing. It's when we get in our emotions, amen, that we get worried. So we have all access, all access by faith into this grace. So what is this grace? We've got fear over here. We've got anxiety over here, worry. We've got COVID. We've got politics. We've got all this garbage. Now we're getting centered through justification, and I have that access pass to grace. What is grace? Grace is joy. Translates joy, pleasures, delight, calmness, sweetness. Do you see when you go through the cross of Jesus Christ, he gives you your hope back. He gives you his grace to have joy once again, to laugh once again. That's why I, the Proverbs says a woman can laugh at her days to come. Why? Because I know God is on the other side of what I'm going through. God wants his church to be full of joy. Why? Because this is the season of the church. This is the season where the church is going to arise like never before. Amen. So let's go on to say, through his grace in which we stand, 
right? And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So God's given me my joy back. Now I'm going to rejoice in hope. And what does that mean? This is so important. Hope is not wishful thinking. We have to understand that I don't, I'm not, I hope things change tomorrow. Is anybody kind of, I hope things change. I wish things would be different. I wish it'd get back to normal, right? I don't know if things are going to get back to normal. Nobody knows what's, what's really going on. But that hope doesn't mean wishful thinking. It means this, a confident expectation based on solid certainty. What is that? Solid certainty. I have a confident expectation that what God is doing is what he said in his word. I don't have to get up wondering and wishing things to change. I know it's going to change. I don't know how, when, or where, but I know that it is because of God. And my solid foundation is in the word of God. Amen? And the hope of the glory of God. So my hope is in the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It means this. It's the manifestation of God. So the glory of God is the manifestation of God. Now get this. It's the outward shining of his inward beauty. So when you are in peace and you've got the anchor of your soul and the word of God and you're keeping your eye on shalom, the glory of God, what's in him, is going to shine out of him on and through you. Everything that is the glory of God will flow through your life. God is powerful. God heals, right? God speaks the word and it comes to pass. You have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you, that glory of God. And only can that be manifested when you are in peace and anchored in shalom. You can only move in miracles when you have Jesus as the anchor of your soul. Not looking to the left or the right, but I'm looking unto Jesus. And if there was ever a time where the church needs to look to Jesus, it's right now. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to look to the left or right. I'm not going to fight with my brothers and sisters. I'm not going to get overwhelmed. I'm looking unto Jesus. We need to be like the horses when they're trying to train them. Put those little things on. I don't even know what they're called. Blinders. I want to put some blinders on. Why? Because I'm not going to be looking anywhere that's trying to distract me and get me out of the will of God. I'm going to stay in the will of God. I'm going to fight for my peace. I'm going to fight for my joy. I'm going to fight for the favor of God. Amen. And you will be a blessing of God's glory when you are trusting Jesus. That's why the Bible says that the blessings overtake you. They run you down. Why? Because I'm in the right lane. I'm in the place for Jesus to shine in my life. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So what? Peace comes through the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus secured our peace when he became the substitute on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Before we can have the peace of Christ, we must have peace with Christ. So before you can have his peace, you have to have peace with him. What does that mean? I know him. He is the Word. John says he is the Word. In the Word was the beginning, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. Jesus is the Word. So when I have a relationship with the Word of God, that's how I get my peace. Amen? If there's ever a time where I just say, pull out your Bibles and notebooks, it's right now. This is prophetic. God has been enlightening the Word of God. There's revelation coming from scriptures right now. God wants to talk to his kids. And everything he's going to talk to you personally is going to be confirmed from this pulpit because God's going to begin to speak the same thing. There's a voice of the Holy Spirit speaking right now, and God's trying to bring the unity of the church while the devil's like, no. 
You're going to throw everything to try to divide the church right now, confuse the church right now. And God's saying, no, I'm calling you together like never before. When they would fight in the battle, they would have tall um, shields, and they'd go into battle together, and they had hooks on the shields. And when they would go to the front line, what they would do is all the front line soldiers would put their shields down on the ground, and they would hook them together. And they would go towards the enemy in unity. Hooked together. There's ever a time that the church of Jesus, should, we should hook our arms together. I'm not letting you go. You're bugging me. You're annoying me. And there's things about you I don't like right now, but we're going to hang on. Why? Because I'm going to fight for my sister. I'm going to fight for my brother. I'm going to bring you right along with me. That's what the kingdom of Jesus needs to be doing right now. Amen? We're going to let division come. We're going to surrender to what God wants. Now listen to this. Peace in the New Testament means this. This is so good. To bind and weave together. So remember in the Old Testament, it's the outward expression of Christ. But in the new covenant through the cross, now we have Jesus living on the inside of us. So when you read the word of God, the word peace means he binds me and he weaves it to me. That means as you read the word, it's like the, oh, I just tore my Bible. When you read the word, it's like this binding that holds it all together. When you're reading the word, peace is binding you together. It's holding you together. You don't have to lose it. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to be overwhelmed. I am bound to the word of God. It weaves it into a new DNA. That old DNA of the family, that old DNA of behavior, that old DNA of your past, it doesn't matter why, because the word of God has been weaving a new DNA, a new identity. I'm made in the image of Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I have favor that surrounds me with the shield. Why? Because Jesus' word is weaving on the inside of me. And the world may try to blow me, but my roots are so deep. You can kind of bend me a little, but I'm not going to be moved because my roots are in the word of God. Amen. I'm going to come out strong because of Jesus in my life. Listen, peace is a stabilizer. And they use stabilizer for many things. In, I'm sure in construction, there's stabilizers, things that causes things to be balanced. So when you're reading the word of God, it's like you're on this balance beam. There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what's going on. What's this world coming to? But my peace stabilizes me. My peace lets me walk with Jesus. But that word stabilizer also means this. It means it prevents a breakdown. When you have the peace of Jesus, it prevents you from breaking down. Devil can't break me. World can't break me. Can't steal my joy. Can't steal my peace. Why? Because I'm stabilized by peace and by the word of God. I can honestly tell you, even pastoring and maneuvering this transition, I've had to kind of hear God and stop and slow down, but I have not had an anxious night or lost sleep because of it. Why? Because I know I'm trusting in my stabilizer. I don't know what's going to happen, God. I don't know. I'm praying our people are okay. I'm praying they're blessed. I can't get a hold of everybody, but what? I'm trusting Jesus. I'm trusting Jesus that God is like a good shepherd going to bring everybody back safe. I'm trusting God that everything's going to work out according to his will. Why? Because I can't change it. And whatever you're worried about, you can't change it. It's time to let go and trust God. Amen? Things have to go in the palm of God's hands. This is later in my notes, but I, I want to read it now. But there's two stories of how we handle trust. And the first story was of an old farmer, and he was going to go on his first plane ride. And he was very apprehensive about it and very nervous. And so he did his plane ride, and he came back home. And when he got off the plane, his friends asked him, how was your plane ride? He's like, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. He goes, but I never really put all my weight down. 
like the whole plane ride, he was just kind of like up a little bit, just anxious and nervous and never rested, never trusted on the same flight. But there's a true story of a man. His name is Sir Wilfred Grenfeld. And I came across this story last week. And this was a man who was a medical missionary in Labrador. And he found himself, um, he was traveling to different nations for healing as a doctor. And he, his boat broke down and he ended up on a big piece of ice. And he saved some of his dogs who were with him. And on, because he was floating all night long, he had to sacrifice a couple of his dogs, and he made a coat out of them to keep warm. And he put up a flagpole, and when he finally found refuge a couple days later, they asked him, well, how did you do it? How did you make it through that? And he said these words. He says, he said, um, there was nothing to fear. I had done all I could. The rest was to lay in God's hands. He literally said, let me just read this to you because I'm probably not doing it justice, but he said he headed out to sea, he mercifully killed his dogs, made a coat out of their hides, put up a distress flag, oh, and then laid down to sleep. Floating in the ocean, <laughs> floating in freezing waters, but he laid down to sleep. And he said, they said, how did you do that? He said, because all I could do was put my trust in God. So that's all we can do at the end of the day, man. I can just put my trust in God. I've done all I can do. We might as well let go and let God be in control, amen? All right, so he is our stabilizer. All right, number two this morning, peace comes through the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit in our life. Look at Romans 14, verse uh, 17, and this is the part I really want to focus on today, I think, for our church, but in the first part of these, uh, this letter to the Roman church, Paul was addressing people that were fighting in the church. I know nobody ever fights in this church. You all get along like 100%. So this is just information for other churches, okay? But this church was fighting, and you know what they're fighting about? Whether the certain foods were clean or unclean. Because in the law, there was foods that were unclean, but now they've been in the law, they had to obey the law, but now they're in the law of grace. So there was this war going on in the church saying, hey, we're not supposed to eat that food. How dare you eat that food that's unclean? But the law of grace said, no, all food is clean, we can eat it all, but they were fighting about it. Does that sound like today in the world? Maybe not in these four walls, but in social media, fighting about what we agree with, fighting what we don't like. We should do this. We shouldn't do that. Come on. We were fighting. And Paul's like, listen, I'm going to write a letter to you all and straighten you out. You're not even my church, but I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't be focused on those things that don't matter. He said, you're being focused about things that don't matter in eternity. You need to get back to focusing on what? The finished works of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, keeping your peace, the justification of the cross. But you all are too busy fighting about, about things with each other that you're not even doing kingdom business anymore. We've got to be careful. And listen to what he says in verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Listen, the kingdom of God is not this area where we want to fight on social media about, about what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing. That is not the kingdom. That is the world to distract us. We are Christ followers, amen? We need to be focusing on the kingdom. What is God saying? What is his word saying? What is bringing joy? That's what God wants his kids to focus on. And anything else, I'm just going to bat it away. So he says, listen, it's not about food and drinking. It's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, something that I talked to our team about this morning, and I feel so strongly, is that right now there's big disagreements on everything, isn't there? There's so many disagreements about everything, and I feel like 
as the body of Christ, we should be sensitive to each other. And I'm going to pastor once again, okay? We should be sensitive to each other. And there's things that we post on social media that maybe we just don't need to post. Because if I know somebody in my church believes a different way, maybe I should be a little sensitive that if I'm going to post this, it might hurt them and offend them. And is it worth it? Is it worth losing a friend over? Is it worth people blocking you and unfriending you and all this garbage in the kingdom? Come on, somebody. This is a distraction of the enemy. Our place as the kingdom, government gave us the right to make our voice heard at the voting, pool, at the voting booths. That's where we make our voice known. Do we honestly think by posting things on social media is going to change the world? No. He said, you're distracted by things that don't matter to the kingdom. If this is going to hurt my brother, I'm going to filter it through something to go, if that hurts them, I don't need to do it. I'll talk about it in my home. I'll pray about it with my family. And I'm going to go to the polls where I can really make a difference. But I'm going to be mindful of somebody saying, be mindful of each other. Get back to righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Listen in verse 20, he says this. He said, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. Now put whatever you want in there. But he's saying don't destroy the work of the kingdom for the sake of if you want to wear a mask, if you don't want to wear a mask. And you should wear a mask. I'm not, and I'm not saying everybody has their right. This is what I'm trying to say. If you want to, you do. If you don't want to, you don't. I'm going to respect either way. Why? Because the kingdom is more important to me than anything else right now. And if I don't vote the way you vote and, and, and we have disagreements, I'm not even going to talk about that. Why? Because that's not kingdom. We have rights to our freedom. But in the church, we have one kingdom, and it is the kingdom of heaven. It is the kingdom of the word of God, and we cannot be distracted. Have, we have free wills. We should. This is America. We should be able to vote and do whatever you want. But when it comes to the kingdom, we should love and respect each other. I'm going to honor your viewpoint. Why? Because I love you. Honor mine. Why? Because you love me. And we're going to get along that way. Don't destroy the work of God for the sake of food. It's so meaningless at the end of the day. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. But this isn't applicable for today. It's evil to eat with offense. The Bible says in the last days there will be many offenses. Many. Let's not let it come between the brothers, the family. Listen, we're a hodgepodge. The church is a hodgepodge of backgrounds and upbringing and experiences and perspective, and I can't filter how you should feel by mine. I can respect you and honor you for yours. Right? That's how we are. That's love. That's unconditional love. Right? That's why I said I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to love you. Right? Be mindful. So what does he go on to say? Verse 21, it is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended, or is made weak. Amen? So if I know, if I consciously know that somebody that I love may be offended or may stumble because of it, I'm not going to do it. Right? I, I, I wear the mask during the week, and I didn't obviously because I'm preaching, but I went to a store, the stores yesterday, and I had it around my neck because I'm claustrophobic, so anything around my face is just too much for me. 
but I had it here. And when I walked around people in the store, I just kind of popped it on my nose out of respect for them. Why? Because they might be afraid. And I'm not going to be Is it that big of a deal? Right? If it, if, it, if it makes a woman walking by me who is genuinely afraid, what's it going to hurt to pop it on? As soon as she's gone, I was like, you know, I put it back down. But be mindful of each other. Amen? Love one another. Not be divided. My peace comes. Why? Because I'm going to love one another. It is neither good to eat meat nor drink wine or do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended. Thank you, Jesus. I want to read this this morning over your life. Psalms 91, and I know we know it. But I want to proclaim this over your home, over your heart, over your family today. Psalms 91, just listen to this. This is the word of God, amen? Living. He said, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now think about that. When you're living, the Almighty is over you. He is shadowing you. See, in the supernatural realm, we don't live in this earthly realm when we're kingdom kids. We live. So the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. Can you imagine what the feathers of God looks like? I don't, can't even picture it. Don't even know, but he's going to cover me with his feathers. And under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor by the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at my side, and 10,000 at my right hand, but none shall come near me. It doesn't matter what the world brings. It can't touch me, because I'm under the shadows of the Almighty. I'm under his wings of protection. When the enemy comes at me, he sees God. He sees the covering that I stand under. Your children are under that covering. Make wise decisions, yes, but think spiritual. I've got the Almighty over my life. This is the promise of protection. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, but you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Listen, we don't only just have the shadow of the Almighty. We've got the wings of the Almighty, and he's assigned angels to keep charge over us. And he said, grace and mercy follows me all the days of my life, so I am surrounded by angels everywhere I go. I've got the glory of God with me, which means I've got favor, I've got joy, I've got peace, I've got promotion, I've got victory, I've got revelation, I've got whatever I want because I'm in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm in a safe place. He is our refuge. He's our high tower, amen? And when you walk out of these doors, you are not walking in the natural. You are walking covered by a spiritual God. He's going to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, listen to this, they shall bear you up. 
lest you dash your foot against a stone. We've got to believe in the power of the supernatural, amen? We've got to believe that God is with us. I could tell you stories after stories where God supernaturally saved my life, protected me. Why? Because the angels bared me up. Because I had praying parents who said, God, protect my children. And then I learned how to pray that, amen? Thank you, Jesus. So God is our protection. And let me close with this this morning, and we're going to pray together. This is the last. Nope, I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to continue this next week. How's that sound, everybody? You got a lot to chew on, amen? You got a lot to chew on. Listen, receive his peace today. I know there's a lot going on out there. Listen, if we need to forgive people, let's forgive them. If there's things on Facebook you saw, just let it go. It's just not that serious. Food comes and wastes away. Facebook comes and goes. Amen? So if you've seen something and experienced something, just forgive them. We're all just wanting a voice. Everybody just wants a voice of opinion, and they're not always the same. Actually, I could go around the room, and you all would have something different to say. But that's the way God created it. He didn't create one flower. He created thousands. He created thousands of smells. Why? Because God loves uniqueness. So you're just the way you are, but let's not hold that against someone else. Amen? But also be mindful. Is there anything I could say? Be mindful. Be considerate. Filter it. Amen? Let's close our eyes. Father, I thank you this morning for this church. I thank you, God, that we all just receive your grace. We all need it today, God. And we just release anybody that we may have been offended by. Lord, anyone we offended unknowingly, God, we ask the forgiveness for that. We just speak grace, grace over everything, God. We're not going to be distracted by all this stuff. God, we're going to keep our eyes on you, Jesus. So, Jesus, right now, I speak peace, peace over every home, over every family, over their children. Father God, just surround them and let them have your comfort today. Lord, we, we put Jesus back in the center today. And, Lord, any area where there's been anxiousness and fear, we just release it now in Jesus' name. Any troublesome place that the enemy has overwhelmed us, God, anyone at home today listening or on their phones, we pray, Holy Spirit, touch them where they're at. We bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. We speak shalom, shalom over every home, heart, every business, every opportunity, over this church, God, over the pastors, elders, leadership, everyone right now, our babies. We speak peace, peace. Maybe you're here today and you need to make things right with the Lord, and this is the perfect time to do that. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you are saved. Let the shalom be your peace today. If there's things that you've been hanging on to that stole your peace, we're going to get it right back right now. So I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sins. I forgive my brothers. I forgive my sisters. I'm not going to hold any offense, and I release them now in Jesus' name. Father, give me peace. I partner with you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a great big praise. Thank you for letting me pastor you a little bit today, but I think we all needed it, didn't we? Yes, we did.